Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to episode 129 of Miss Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Hoss. I'm Dan Rhodes, still. <laughs> still barely. But barely. Yeah, clinging on to Rhodesism as much as you can. It's, I am, it's... I am. What? Matthew, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. It's been uh, a little while since I've seen you. Like, it uh, is. How is life in the Rhodes lane? The Rhodes roads. The road road. See, I, I like what you were trying to do there. Thank you. But it didn't didn't quite. I don't know if that quite worked out. But that was nice. That was nice. That was a nice thing. I mean, you didn't have to say the second bit. Just say I liked what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, things are going well actually. Um, can I just say something? Because I'm actually looking at you right now on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. The the viewers can't obviously, but um, I can see your beautiful face. You are yeah. wearing a, an orange top that but... is the exact same top. Uh, and I was also. Has it got potatoes on it? Yes, it's actually a red top, but yeah, it's just a light. Oh, from here it look... looks orange, and I was yeah. also going to wear an orange top. Oh, but I didn't. And, orange pros. Uh, that would have been funny, wouldn't it? This I is mean... totally pointless, what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. For a visual podcast, you still don't know what podcast is? <laughs> like, just because you can see, like, what entertainment value is that added? Like, to be fair, that's not Paul, that's Fred. We don't want to start asking what entertainment value is yeah. on, on this yeah. podcast. But... Then we... Yeah, that's true. We don't open uh, that kind of worms. Um, but... No, but I'm good. Oh, but whilst we're on the visual thing, whilst we're here, Dan, yep. I'm going to show you. Oh, you made a Lego... Lego Infinity Gauntlet. Look how cool Lego that is. Lego Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos' glove. Yes, it's so cool. I spent four hours in this and a lot of money, which my, my partner says uh, I shouldn't have spent it on, but, you know, she's not the boss of me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. All, all, all of her family said it was a waste of money, but I don't, I don't care. And you're it a 27 was... grown man. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, and this does say, you know, children are allowed to buy it, but adults are allowed to buy it too. Like, And um, also, Lego's very expensive, so how am I? How are kids meant to buy it, actually? I was so, literally about to say, Lego is actually very expensive for adults, Lego. How much does that set you back? Like, let, Let's not talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, £60. Pounds, £60. Pounds. Okay, but, actually, for Lego, that's not too bad, but it is only for four hours' work. But then it is also an ornament that you keep in the office, so it looks nice. But that's what I mean. I think, like... like no one, everyone just assumed it's just an ornament, but it's not, it's like you put that time into it and you build it up yourself. And also, I don't know, it's something I can have on my streams and stuff like that. And uh, I tried as many justifications as possible to get it into the house. <laughs> I had to like smuggle it in through like boyfriend points, been like, oh, uh, would you like some coffee? And I'll just kind of hide it in my jeans pocket. I might Walter White, but for domestic uh, uh, nerdism, you know what I mean? Nice. But yeah, uh, so yeah, life's doing good. Uh, any big news for you, Dan? What's what's uh, what's new in the life of Rhodes? Uh, what job? is new in the life of Rhodes? I actually, as you know, a few months, well, back at the beginning of March, I started a new job. Oh, yes. And how is that going? That's going very well. But I have now started a new job within that new job as of yesterday. Oh. No, as of two days ago. Nice. And I thought you were going to say, like, uh, you know how I got into this new job? Well, I've been fined from that new job. <laughs> No, not yet. I'm working on it. I'm I'm working on it. But, um, so, what is your new job in the new job? My new job now um, is whereas before I was for overseas um, MI5. I'm oh shit. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, not to be technical, but technically overseas. MI6 is yeah, MI, um, yeah. But I was going to say uh, I now go to MI5, but it's fine. It's fine. I ignore that. <laughs> cover story, cover story. Uh, yeah. I'm still working for the DWP. Which obviously means dear white people? It but... it basically does. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it's Department of Work and Pensions. Yeah. I should reference after that joke, I actually have an incredibly diversive workforce. Uh, so, yeah, there'll be, you know, I should be, I should say that actually it's, it's incredibly, you know. Anyway, so um, I now work for the self-employment team as an, as an enhanced capability work coach. That's nice. Uh, uh, so, so do you tell people how to get jobs? I did do that up until recently. Mm-hmm. But now I'm helping people who are self-employed mm-hmm. and are struggling to make their self-employment be gainfully self-employed. They're struggling to make it pay, basically, okay. be it for business reasons or whatever. And I'm in the department that, that help them with business advice, help them out, um, make sure that we can get their business nice and running so that they can continue to be self-employed and they don't have to, or, or, or I have to make them find other work, obviously, if that's the case. But um, it's quite oh, a fun my- little job. Dan, is that why you're doing this podcast with me? You're like, we, we, you've, I've seen you struggling for a while, so could, do you want me to help you out, buddy? Uh, um, but no, that's the crux of it. So it's quite fun, really. I get to help with like different business things, and it's you know, it's it's fun. Help them with all their business needs. Oh, um, mate, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to be giving people advice. Lol. Well, Dan, what piece of advice would you give me um, in that situation? I come to you and say, look, I'm a comedian. I'm a podcast. I'm doing this podcast and it's not paying great. What should I do? Firstly, I would listen to your podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't fucking listen I to wouldn't, this. I would not. I would not. No. <laughs> no way. I would ask you how you market yourself and you would send me to Matt House Comedy. Yeah, website. or Miss Podcast at gmail.com. And I would see that. And I would go, wow, what a beautiful website. This person obviously markets themselves so well. And then I would <laughs> click on the content. And then I would be like, oh, this this might be the issue. Yes. Um, it's like, so is part of your brand eating wheat bricks quite regularly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I would get you to rebrand yourself and personality. Um, okay. That sounds great. Let's, let's get on with that. Um, I can't wait to be a... Um, Vernon Kay. Um, hi and welcome. I'm Vernon Kay. Uh, and uh, this is uh, Not Miss Podcast. There you Vernon Matt. And... Was that a Vernon Kay impression? I don't know. I, I think just... I know what Vernon Kay sounds like, but I'm not sure that was. Dan, that's not. See, this is why I need to rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because famously, this podcast is told as anything is that your impressions are normally spot on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, love that time in the live special where I tried to do uh, Swedish that came out as Rastafarian. It did. Never has the energy dropped in a room so quick. So quickly. <laughs> and, but I think everyone could tell my genuine dismay that people. <laughs> I, that was I, a highlight. That was a highlight. I just miss. Yeah, that was. Do check out that episode. Um, it was a lot of fun. Back pre, just before the pandemic as well. But um, oh, those were the days. Uh, Matt, how are you? Last time I spoke to you, very quickly, you were, and I don't want to spoil anything. You were gonna purchase a property of some kind. Yes, um, it's called then? Mayfair. I put down eight hundred uh, pounds for it, and I've built a hotel. Uh, no, uh, uh, Dan. Good news. I have 
got an offer on a property, which is really cool. Very good. That's very adult, isn't it? And you're oh buying it with God. a lady, with a lady person. <laughs> lady, person. not your mum, I should say. <laughs> lady person is the uh, the name of the uh, property broker. Uh, weird lady people. That's yes, very um, adult, isn't it? Yeah, genuinely, they're like the doc. Like, there's nothing more like maturing than doing the documents for a house i honest to god i i'm so old and boring that's why i play I, that's why i got the lego i was like you know what let's be young again because i'm not ready to be this kind of soured grape you know what i mean and uh yeah it's just so mind-numbingly gnawing but I get to live in my own house which is pretty cool and i get to own a house and in london you can never do that but in the north I would never I, do that no. i bought it for a pound so <laughs> and that's and i went above offer you know they're asking for like uh, a lollipop and uh when uh, so when I mean when does that all move forward and when, well, when will you be getting the keys and moving uh, in? To t- it does take a really long time. For, uh, for the for the for the meanwhile, it's going to take a little time. So I guess in about like maybe uh, maybe two months uh, minimum, I'd say. Nice, um, nice. But it How far away is it from where you live now with your, with your parents? It, with your mom? It's about a, t- a five minute drive away. So it's really oh nice. nice. Yeah, nice. it's really sweet. You, Dan, you come up and visit us. I will. Room. I will. I will. I'm sure it has a down. It has a down bedroom. Uh, it's a, it's a by Dan bedroom. It's a bedroom, but it's more of a shrine to Dan actually. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like my room has just got Dan's face all over it. I've got Dan pillowcases and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Rosie's showing her family around. Here's the Dan room. Oh, don't you mean spare room? She's like, wait until you get inside. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like a, she's like, it's... oh, I wish it was a spare room. <laughs> Matt had other ideas. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have a, like, we only have a one bedroom house as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I have to it's your couch. bedroom, is the dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, are you going to, are you going to get a cat of some kind, some kind of animal? I'm not sure. I think for the time being, no. Um, but I feel, I feel I could, Dan, I think I could be persuaded to a dog. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I feel yeah. that. Because you don't but, want to cheat on your cat, to be fair. You don't want to be coming back to your mum's house with your cat smell and then well, your cat will get sad. I did suggest I did suggest taking the cat over to my house, but my mum was very territorial about it. And she's like, she stays with me till she dies. I was like, whoa, holy shit. And she keeps on talking about like she, like she the cat's kind of like, not imminent death, but foreseeable death. Yes. And like it sounds like it sounds like a hidden kind of threat there. So like, if you leave... You know what I mean? Like it's. I feel like. How old that's, is your cat? Uh, yeah. I, so we're not sure specifically, but I think about maybe fifteen, sixteen. She's getting okay, older. Okay, so she's she's getting older. Yeah, yeah she looks younger sure. than that. That's impressive. Well, may, well, maybe maybe with thirteen or something like that. But she's de- she's definitely got older in the last. Uh, but everyone gets older every year. Like, <laughs> yeah, that person got older. She's definitely got older in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking idiot. But um, but yeah, uh, it's um. Yeah, it's really, it, she's a, it's a delight. Although she's been waking me up at half three every morning. And now I have to go to work every like day. Oh my God. Like, it's killer. It's, it's, like, I really just want to go, but I, I missed the days. Of whoa, whoa, hang to... on, hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So you have a job yeah. that you have to do every day. Yeah. You have a girlfriend and you're buying a house with her. Yeah. What has happened to you, Mahal? I know. At the start, right? I, what I hate, like at the start of this podcast, it's a very different Matt Hoss. You Your know life I mean? was a mess. <laughs> Three I years wouldn't ago. say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say no, that. Matt, like, Matt, Matt. I think if we, <laughs> I think if we, I think if we drawled through the episode, you would find, I God knows how many mentions of sleeping in your car. Uh, <laughs> that's not messy. That's punk. 
That's punk, mate. Just, Matt, yeah, at the time, I think you really thought it was, but I don't know. <laughs> I think we were just supporting you through your journey. Yeah, this podcast is more of an emotional crutch rather than a, a viable podcast. Yeah, we were, we were two episodes away from having an inter- intervention where we had to sit you down and tell you that living in your car was not as cool as you thought it was. <laughs> Um, Matilda, you... yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Matilda. Uh, Actually, yeah. for a long time we couldn't say her name, but we just said it. So, you well, to, to be fair, that's um, in uh, that's the name I used for her in uh, Here Comes Your Man. So it's that's true because her actual Monica. name is. Don't you don't you say uh... it? Like, don't don't. And and also remember. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> but I've I've moved on. She occasionally likes my Facebook posts. Let's <laughs> let's leave it there, please. Yeah. Um, uh, but however, um, also remember like like episode ten where I was like, I think I might be gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but like, but now but your I'm life pre- is different now. It's nice. It's nice, man. Yeah, I've I've changed so much that I, I'm also like online. I've been doing pretty well. I've been gaining quite a lot of momentum recently, which is really cool, and I really love that. And that means I've got these new people, and they just go, oh, what's Miss? And I had this weird thing where half of me is like, do check it out, because it's really funny, but also like, <laughs> maybe not the first hundred episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that. My colleagues, Rags and let slip the other day. Someone was uh, talking about Greek mythology, and I uh, interjected with my obviously very learned um, as a place, as a, as a, as a, I mean, because um, you know they say that um, listening to a hundred episodes of Myths is the equivalent of doing a classics degree. <laughs> I think yeah, it was us that said that. Yeah, what module is Tan uh, going to be tight butthole? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I checked it. And I was like, I made it basically. I, I let, they were like, oh, you seem to know a lot about this topic. Well, how do you know about this? And I was like, oh, I've been keeping this secret for long. I get on very well with my colleagues, but I didn't. Anyway, yeah, so I, you know, I, know. I said, it feels like a dirty secret that I have myths. So I was like, oh, well, I have a podcast. And then maybe 10 minutes goes by. And then from the other office, from, a, from the <laughs> office, yeah, from the office next door, I hear our theme tune. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's a, no. Yeah, but now you know it's that kind of the, the cold ice claw on the back of your neck being like, oh, God, dear God. Yeah, I just heard oh. a... I was like, oh, no. Like, like, oh, no, like, they're listening to it. They've Googled it after lunch. It, it, it didn't help, like, it didn't really stand up for scrutiny when we first started it. Now, when we're both, like, a bit more older and professional uh, I, don't, I don't know it's just like i kind of like you know well, no, it seems that way to you because when you tell people about this in your cast of all twitch circles where mm-hmm. you actually have a lot of momentum and a very professional little streaming thing going on the missing thing is like a dirty little secret because you're like oh please don't hold me to the same standard as my current work <laughs> but that's it, you don't like... understand me and dan <laughs> And the the kind of jagged nature of it is what sells it, you know. Like it's it's my favorite thing, you know. I I love uh, I love it being rough and horrible. Um, and on that note, Matthew, I think we've got maybe today's episode and the next episode. I think one hundred. This is one two nine. I think one hundred and thirty is going to be our last. So we've got two more episodes of the Myers. Just to clarify, the last one of the Maya, uh, rather than uh, the uh, <laughs> rather the last one ever. That's <laughs> what I just, just said. The Maya, last one of the Maya. Yeah, but the way you phrase it, it, it was uh, ambiguous for sure. So, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, should we head over, Dan? Yes, I'll see you on the other side of what will surely be a magical jingle.
Oh, this jingle's really good. Uh, Dan, did you make this one? No, I didn't actually. Matt made that one. Oh, did you make any of them? No, I didn't actually. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, did you? Did your colleagues ask about the league table? No one asked about the league table, Matt. Wow. I'm going to get it to you for your birthday. I've told you this. <laughs> Swear, genuinely, if you do that for my birthday, we will never record another one of these. <laughs> um, right. Oh, uh, funny, because he knows it's happening. <laughs> that, but that can't be my only gift, though. Like, like no, I'll give you another it. gift as well. Okay. Because that can't be the only. <laughs> that can't be the. If that was the only thing you proffered, I would be super like pissed off. But it'd be very funny though. But um, anyway, Dan, what we're we doing today? We are doing a myth called the King of the Birds. How the King of the Birds was chosen. What a... if you if you think what kind of what kind Again, of bird... Again, myth. If that wasn't made clear. What kind of bird do you think is the king bird? Yeah, you know I mean, because I feel like Ooh, king of the birds. I actually don't penguin? know. Ostrich? Yeah, well, emperor penguins, king penguins. So it probably would. Be. Yeah, I think ostrich because they're the biggest. Yeah, or maybe it could be like just like then a, we do get penguins. Like a woodpecker? Good. Like you don't fuck with a woodpecker. What about a cassowary? They'll fuck you up. How about an eagle, Brian the eagle? I mean, Brian the eagle is just more of a like. He's, he's had a hard a, couple of years. More of a, yeah, he's more of a... <laughs> Ethereal He's just spirit. a reliable... Yeah. yeah. He, li- he exists only in, in mythos. Um, I mean, he literally does. We made him up. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> by mythos, you mean myths made by us. Um, specifically. Um, um, so, yeah. So, let's, let's crack into it, shall we? Okay, um, yeah. Let's do it. You, you start, uh, Matt. You know what? So, this is how the king of birds was chosen. A Mayan legend. Dan, do you want to take it away? Well, I think you can take it away. Okay, I will. I'll take it away. Long ago in Maya, land, flowers, birds, trees, butterflies, and mammals appeared in other colours and shapes than those of today. Halak Yunik, uh, the Greek spirit, uh, guarded over all of the Maya world. His will was law. One day he grew tired uh, of the constant chatter and the fighting among birds. At a meeting in the centre of the forest, he announced that the birds must choose a king to keep the peace. Um, you, you just recently watched that film, The Birds, by Alfred Hitchcock. And uh, yeah, it was like, you know what? I'm not fucking having that again. Right, king of the birds that sort the shit out. He's just in the jungle that he created and the bird song was so annoying. He's like, I've got to sort this out. <laughs> that's why he's trying to deforest it. It's like, right, let's fucking get some peace. Also, and- it says the birds fighting amongst themselves. What will it fight about? Get off my branch! You get off my branch! That's my tree! No, it's it's my tree! <laughs> it's quite hard to yes and that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's my nest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard, it's hard. Um, um, but anyway, um, yeah, what, what must birds be fighting about? Good, good question. Do you reckon it's like Game of Thrones, but for birds? Must be, must be. Of course, each bird thought it possessed the best qualifications. Colpochi, the cardinal, sang... Do you want to sing this, Dan? Yes, please. You're a cardinal. Mm. Go for it. Look at me. No one else is as bright red and so beautiful. All the birds admire me. I should be king. And he strutted in front of the impressed bird audience, (laughs) fluttering his wings and raising his crest. So this is quite... 
like I like how it says impress the bird audience. Yeah, like like a dad on a Friday night in a pub trying to uh, get the attention of a barmaid. And, oh yeah, I'm just impressed impress the bird audience, mate. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll have another shandy then I'll drive home. Um, uh, yeah, and also like it's Dan. Is this is it cardinal sexy? Because the way it's just raised its crest, that's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. I'm assuming it means cardinals in the type of bird, not a <laughs> Yeah, a, a priest being like, hello, welcome. Uh, look at my chest. I'm bright red. Oh, it's bright red and beautiful, so maybe. 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 That's what cardinals are, right? Yeah, Cardinal Wolsey. Just, just <laughs> Google a cardinal. Right, so that's um, so we have uh, Cole Pultry, the cardinal, which is pretty good. Let's see who else is... Uh, can I say I like how he said they, they thought they possessed the best qualifications and his best qualifications was that he had a bright he was red and beautiful well you know like um, like what what else you need it's hardly to a qualification king. to be king <laughs> yeah can I see your CV please uh, yeah I, it's my skin <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm red and beautiful what uh, what oh we meant more about your political um, affiliate nope just the just that I'm red and beautiful please and they're like cool I feel like that's like applying, like voting for someone who um, really has very little personality and no real knowledge of politics. They're just in it for the, like, like kind of like, um, I imagine like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like just doing it for the love. He's really. just in it because he just thinks he's qualified because he's attractive, basically. Yeah. That's what we're getting from this. He'll get the votes because he's good looking. Okay, who was next? Ex check the tropical mockingbird trilled out. Uh, can I try this one? Yeah, of course. <laughs> The only bird with such a lovely voice. Everyone listens to me. Yeah. Everyone listens to me. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad, was it? Not bad. What a lovely voice. <laughs> you hated that so much. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely voice. What a, what a lovely, lovely voice. Um, so, enlarging his throat, X Cole gave a short performance of enchanting and complicated melodies. Let's try that now, shall we? I've got my guitar out. This is what it sounds like. There you go. Sounds a bit like that, but in singing voice. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> uh, this was going... Uh, this, this is a strong episode. This is one of my favourites. Um, this was a tremendous sensation amongst the birds and went as far and convinced them that the mockingbird should be king. Now, Dan, let's check in political-wise. Do we think that ex Cole Kolchak, the Mockingbird, is more qualified than Kolpichi? I mean, his only qualification, other than like, so Kolpichi is good. He's a, he's a good looking because he's red and beautiful. Ex Cole Kolchak is that he's a good singer. But clearly, we are. I forget that we are talking about birds here, so that is quite important in the bird society, you know. <laughs> yeah, what other qualifications can a bird have? Uh, I've good actually got. Got a, I've got a, got a, got a good business uh, degree actually. I've uh, I learned how the economics works actually. I've got a good. Uh, tax system in place um um all right then the wild turkey cuts strode into the circle and gobbled do you want me to do this one please do i'm gonna just he doesn't sing this so i'm just gonna i, I can't do a turkey gobble so i'm just gonna just gonna be hardcore there's no doubt that i should be the king because i'm the biggest and the strongest bird with my size and strength i can stop fights and also defend any bird you need a powerful king. I'm the one. Oh my God, I've never met a wild turkey from uh, East London. It's fantastic. 
And so throughout the day, various birds displayed their qualities. The only one that kept quiet was Kukul, the Quetzal. This bird was very ambitious and proud. He had elegant manners and a graceful body, but his plumage was shabby. Kukul thought it would be impossible to be chosen as king while he was dressed so poorly. Oh, I, I like Kukul. What is a Quetzal? I've never heard of this bird. I literally just Googled it, and from what I see, it has a red uh, undercarriage, black tail, green upper half, yellow head. It's like the traffic light uh, in a bird. I'm, I'm also looking at it. Oh, actually, okay, fair, fair, fair. It's very beautiful. You know? Very beautiful, but clearly back then it was very boring. Well, it says that the cha- uh, colours change, right? The plumage. Yeah, yeah that's, um, true, that's true. Probably it's going to change a bit. Yeah. But also, I feel like this is like a, a Stanley in Greece moment, that it doesn't matter about what you look like. It's about who you are on the inside, Kukul. Yeah. Too After thinking carefully, he flew over to his friend. Uxtuntun Kinnel. <laughs> That's not bad. I think I nailed that. The Roadrunner. I want to make you... Pro- I'm going to say this really fast, like Roadrunner. I want to make a proposal in my David friend. <laughs> There's a lot here, so I'm not going to do uh, that. I don't think... Well, it's not, it's not the Roadrunner saying this. It's... It's Kukul, the Quetzal, uh, okay, the okay, shabby fine. bird is saying okay. it to the Roadrunner. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll try it again. I'll do it <laughs> half speed. <laughs> I want... No, it's boring. Let's try it. Um, what does, uh, what does uh, Kukul sound like? I don't know, Matt. You're, you're, this is on you. I'll do a strong bean. I want to make you a proposition, my dear friend. Oh, that goes quite well with the shabby plumage idea. I like it. Your feathers, uh, your feathers are so handsome as any birds here, but you're too busy with the real work as a messenger of the road to become king. Ah, or don't think you quite possess the flair and sophistication that is necessary for this job. I'm afraid I can't loan you these qualities to you, but you could loan me your feathers just for this occasion. After I'm elected king, I'll share the wealth and the honours with you. That's not bad, is it? So what I got from that, and it might have been your voice that doing this for me, is that Kukul is Jon Snow. <laughs> no, it's more like Ed Stark, I'd say. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, like, so a bit of a strange going on, but uh, quite He's fair. like, I'm not a colourful bird. You have colourful feathers. Give me some of your colourful feathers. Because, let's be honest, mate, you look great, but you would never be king. And um, I'll become king. And then in exchange, I will give you, Roadrunner friend, um, wealth and happy, like, because of you helping me look good to get, become a king. That makes sense to me. Dan, have you ever seen a Roadrunner before? Because I genuinely thought it was just, ro- like, Wiley Coyote. Kind no, of, I like... have seen them before in the South Americas. And do, do they run fast? They run really fast, yeah. They're quite oh. small, actually, Roadrunners. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 cool. I didn't genuinely didn't know they were a real thing. Yeah, it was a tempting offer. Yet the Roadrunner did not feel too eager to part with his plumage. Kukul kept persuading and assuring Exeton of his integrity and fine intentions. He painted bright visions of the riches to come. At last, he convinced his trusting friend. So just warm down over time. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's not I don't know if they're friends, you know. Yeah, and like like. Like, come on. Neighbours, maybe, but... Yeah, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. If I give them to you, will you shut up? You know what I mean? One by one, the feathers disappeared from Exerson's body, and the clever Quetzal adjusted them to his own. Within minutes, they had multiplied and grown so that the ambitious bird was attired in the most splendid costume imaginable. 
as Googled earlier and beautifully described by Mahos. Google's tail hung in a sweeping curve of jade green plumes. His body shimmered with soft, iridescent hues of blue and green, like the Maya sky and jungle. His breast blazed with the colours of a tropical sunset, and his beak turned yellow as corn. That was very Love. beautifully described, wasn't it? Mm, good audio Singing, description. Thank you. Singing, uh, sorry, swinging even, <laughs> swinging his exquisite four-foot tail in an arc, the bold bird promenaded into the circle where the birds of Maya land were congregated. His entrance caused a hush. hush, hush, hush. Then cries of, Bravo! Filled the forest. (laughs) Halak Eunuch was very pleased with the miraculous change from the quiet, drab bird to this radiant, proud creature before him. Calling the audience to order, the great spirit declared, Uh, uh, um, What what voice do we do from again? I mean, the great spirit, so, you know, make it powerful. Oh, I mean, we quit to be king of the birds. <laughs> a loud applause followed this, this announcement, and each bird hopped over to the Quetzal with congratulations. Yeah, okay, can we just pause for a second? Because a lot just happened uh, in the space of three paragraphs. Um, again, I think I was quite right with my Sandy um, synopsis. So, like, Quetzal, uh, Kukul changed his plumage. And he's just more attractive now. And that made him more likely to be a better king. And also, this guy, this um, Halak, yeah, eunuch, he's like, very much like, All right, I don't want to get into bird affairs, but I'll wait. Like, I'll, like, he, he, maybe he was just done. like, right, that bird there, your king. Let's get on with this. I've got... Well, I do. don't think the birds are particularly, like, like... They're very vain. Clearly, all you need to be a king is be a very good singer or very attractive. So. So, I prefer the Mockingjay. Like, or at least, like, I don't know, have a tough wild turkey king. I'm all for that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he's got a bit about him, you know. I think he'll be all right, Quetzal. I think he's a good bird. He'll be fine. I just I just hope he's nice to his Roadrunner friend, you know, and repays the favour. Oh, yeah. Some outstanding debts for sure. Uh, finally... They all flew home and left Kukul with it to begin its new duties. He found himself extremely busy, so he never had time to return the borrowed feathers. In fact, he forgot all about his promise to Roadrunner. Oh, my worst fears were realised. One day, a group of birds noticed that the Roadrunner had not appeared in several days. In fact, no one had seen him since the great election. They began to suspect Kukul some crick, so they organised a search. Deep into the forest behind a bush, they found Extantun Kinil, naked, trembling with cold and almost dead of hunger. Quickly, the birds gave him some black. Uh, so, wait, what? <laughs> gave him some black, uh, like snake bite, I imagine. Honey drink uh, to help him recover. When he was able, the roadrunner told them of the cruel deception played by uh, the Quetzal. He kept saying... Which means, where is he? Where is he? In the Maya language. Um, all the birds felt sorry for the roadrunner and decided each should donate a few feathers to cover him. That's, that's so nice. Like, I'm not sure if I'm just feeling emotional in the last couple days, but that's so sweet. Like Everyone's really chipping sweet. in. It's, it's feather communism. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Socialism really nice. for birds. Um, 
Uh, the Mockingjay even sang a jolly song to raise the courage of the embarrassed bird. Now, I don't like that, Mockingbird, because what, what's just happened here is that it's like, can everyone donate something? It's like, um, I can't donate any money, but I can do a song. <laughs> like, so there's trembling <laughs> some, like, oh, please. It's like, la, 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 la. It's like, shut the fuck up, mate. Like, I'm obviously in a hospital bed. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> and to finish up, that is why today the Roadrunner's feathers are so oddly coloured and varied in pattern, and why he is always watching the Maya roads. He's still searching for the, that Quetzal that took away his plumage, and still running anxiously in front of travellers, asking, Please? Actually, not still, because the Lion Empire is dead. So, um, yes, let's go and rank this myth. <laughs> Myths. I also should just say to the uh, listeners that despite... I know you're going to be dumbfounded, but Matt doesn't actually have a live Roadrunner in his living room right now. That was his voice doing that poity poity. That's impressive. It That's was not an actual Roadrunner. I think I am. I don't know what a Roadrunner sounds like, but I'm guessing it would sound like that. I, I'm going to listen to what a Roadrunner sounds. Let's uh, just bring up the. Oh, let's have a look. It did sound like a bird, to be honest, when you did it. I could oh, believe nice. that's what they sounded like. Bird singing songs. It's quite like a. Like that kind of sound. Okay, nice. Well, I like yours anyway. Uh, Matt, let's rank this. That was a beautiful myth. <laughs> yeah, although Kukul, what a, more like Kukul cunt. Um, you know what I mean? Um, he was one of the meanest people we've experienced in all of myths. Because, like, like, that's not cool. That's not cool whatsoever. How could you forget, right? Should it be on your mind every day? Um, but yeah, anyway, um, so we rank this out in four different sections, life skills, morals, uh, creativity, and WTF. So um, let's do, um, let's start with life skills, which is the, the, the practical things we learned. We learned how to um, save a bird. We learned how to um, swap plumage. We, we learned how to become king. We learned how to scare people like the turkey. We learned how to sing like the mockingjay. We learned how to uh, uh, be bright red and beautiful like the cardinal. We did, we did. Um, so, I mean, is there anything else for life skills? We learned how to delegate from the king. The king was like, right, we're going to have a fucking bird king. We did, we learned democracy. Uh, we, we learned democracy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a moral too, I think. Well, actually, uh, it wasn't a democracy, was it, really? Because it was just the spirit... Mo- that... Monarchy, surely, or depotism, right? Yeah. Um... We learned, is this just more of a moral about the kindness? I don't know. I think, no, yeah, I think kindness is definitely moral. Um, but for life skills, I'm going to say a five or a six. For life skills, I think I think a, f- a six, actually, maybe, for life skills. Yeah, let's do six. Let's do, boom, it's in. Oh, that's a 96. That's quite um, a lot. Some morals. This, I think this is a big one here. So don't forget your friends. Um, remember what you owe people. I think that's a big one. Uh, also, it's important to help other people out when they're feeling uh, lost and um, starving and to help the weakest people in our society. Yeah. yeah. Bird communism. Um, um, don't don't try to be king just on the basis of that like, you look good, you know. Um, yeah, and also 
Um, Turkey's a fucking boss. Morals. Actually, there was some really deep stuff, right? Because we had Quetzal. He's a dick. Let's all agree on that. He wasn't always a dick. Kukul was alright. He's fine. You know, he was not bad. He was alright. He was horrible, Kukul. He hurt the Roadrunner. And never... Yeah, but at the beginning with, he, but he broke bad. That's what I'm trying to say. He he eventually broke bad. You but do you I mean? think he was always intending to actually be nice to the Roadrunner? Or do you think this whole time it was just to deceive him to get his feathers? We don't he know. Did, he did wear him down a lot. We did both joke at the time that it didn't seem like they were friends. It seemed like he was just being yeah. wearing him down. I feel that, yeah, maybe it was disingenuous. Because he I said, really he, said he forgot, but like, oh, wait, mate, yeah. Because we joked about how he was, oh, it doesn't sound very, like, it just sounds like he wore him down, and I think that's a bad sign. So I actually think he's a horrible person. So that shows don't, like, you know, don't deceive people. Don't be disingenuous. Um, don't be greedy. I'm going to say it then. Roadrunner. Nine. I'm saying yeah, nine. I agree. I agree. It, maybe a ten. Putting ten down. Why isn't it a ten? Yeah, give it a ten. Yeah, it's it's deep. It's a lot to it. Um, right, creativity. How creative is this myth? Hmm, I think it's pretty creative. We haven't really had a, a a full bird one before, and I've no idea what it's to do with the Maya um, mythology apart from Halak Unic. But um, I like I like the the bird kind of. Um, council do you know what i mean i think that's pretty creative yeah, i like the bird council i like that it's a really creative way of describing why certain birds look a certain way it's like the whole how the leopard got his stripes um his spots kind of thing right or the Absolutely. Myra equivalent and, uh, and why the roadrunner acts a certain way it explains animal behavior and you know in a, in a time when maybe they didn't have the science for like you know evolution and stuff so i think I think that's really nice. I think, it, I mean, it was quite an emotional story. Mm-hmm. The narrative was very, very nice. Um, I liked it, actually. I think I really enjoyed this one. I'm going to say a six or a seven. I think. I think a seven, actually. I was yeah. going to go seven. I really seven. liked it. And finally, WTF. And shockingly, I actually think this is a pretty lacking WTF one. It is. I mean? It is. It is. High creative, high morals, but very lacking. It wasn't too... I mean, it was a bit messed up. Let's not get it wrong. Like yes, he, for sure. He was super betrayed, the Roadrunner. And it was like a political... It's a bit like a political thriller, this... Yeah, it was. And like, I felt really sad for the... It was like House of Cards, but mm. birds. And not involving a paedophile. Um, um... <laughs> well, that we know of. Don't, I mean, that way, let's not defend the man. <laughs> No, I'm saying we don't know if any of these birds were a paedophile. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, good question. Um, if you know if do you know any birds that's a paedophile? Email us at misspodcast@gmail.com. <laughs> um, right. Um, so, but I think that yeah, leave oh, him we go to... down some weird holes in this. Uh, <laughs> like a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. He's nailed it. <laughs> um, anyway, let's. Look. We're gonna have to cut all of that. <laughs> Um, no, it's not particularly high WTF. I think, like but, we say, it had some. It was some interesting uh, stuff happening, but um, but also like what, what something we kind of looked over how WTF is that the roadrunner keeps on saying play, play, which is kind of messed he? up. Actually, it's a bit like yeah. a Hodor moment. 
Yeah, it is. And I think that actually is the most traumatizing thing. And also the fact that he's so emotionally traumatized, he's got such PTSD that he has messed his mind up and he can only say, Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. So it's not. That was, was pretty not... messed up how, how they found him like naked and dead, like dying on the road. Like he got yeah. really messed up. And it's pretty. I think. Do you know what it is? It's the highest WTF without blood being shed. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's not a gore. It's not outright kind of head on the impaled on the stick but it's everything else that we're looking for so i'm gonna say a four or five for that i think a four yeah four is fair boom 27 in total i believe 27 it is um not bad not bad and yeah that's pretty good to be fair for for this late in the stage for maya that's pretty good um but right dan um have you enjoyed today I really have, actually. That was a really nice myth. I hope everyone oh. else enjoyed it. Yeah, it's an absolute treat. So, uh, yeah, um, let's go and head over to um, the final part of the podcast, which uh, there's no jingle. I just uh, just filling for time, really. But um, you can follow us at Miss Podcast on Twitter. Um, have we tweeted anything for a while? No. But when you go on there anyway, and uh, but what we do check is our emails quite regularly. So you do drop us an email, uh, say hello at misspodcast@gmail.com. Do get in touch, and also give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. It does massively help, and or any it. podcast service that you use. Yeah, Android as well. Yeah, please do. Um, I haven't checked our ratings on there, um, so hopefully <laughs> might, there might be some horrible comments, but I don't read them. So if you're going to slag us off, go to, go to Android. <laughs> <laughs> go to that one, Dan. Uh, but yeah, Dan, um, do you want to wrap up the rest of the episode? Just say goodbye, really. Um, what I wanted to say was that I've really enjoyed... Um, I'd like to apologise to the listeners that we're not as regular as we have been in the past. We've got busy lives, as we alluded to at the start of this podcast. But we really do enjoy that you listen. And we enjoy doing it, don't we, Matt? And we have a great time. And we will continue to make many, many hundreds of more episodes. Um, They will not stop. Myths will. (laughs) Like a juggernaut. Like a juggernaut, yeah. (laughs) We cannot be stopped. We won't be stopped. We cannot be stopped. So... So we have all of human history and their myth. <laughs> we, um, we will do through. them all one day. We will do them all. But I've very much enjoyed this. was one of my favourite ones in a long time, actually. It's one of my favourite ones of the Mayan we've done, actually. It was a bit different, yeah, wasn't it? So. it had... I think so. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, thank you so much for listening. I've been Dan Rhodes. I'm Matt Hoss. And this has been Myths. Myths. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Myths. Myths. Call me and she called me twice and then just concerning. One one second. Hi, mum. Is He's muted me so that he can speak to his mum. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't tell. If he's muted me or just him. So you might be able to still hear me chatting. Let's assume you can.
Matt is oh he's putting his yeah he's putting his uh his middle finger up to me so that implies that he can definitely hear me. Yo, I'm back. 